Thank you, Kelly, Pastor Trey, Orchestra. We appreciate you leading us in worship this morning. I want to encourage you to take your Bibles and to turn to John chapter 1. We'll be looking at verses 1 through 14. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. I've entitled this message, A Baby Changes Everything. I know that's been true for Debbie and I. A baby changes everything. Not just the baby Jesus, but also our own children. But the most important decision of our life was to accept Christ as our Savior and Lord. For He changed the trajectory of our lives, the direction in which we would choose to go. A baby changes everything. These first 14 verses in John chapter 1 speak about the coming of Jesus Christ. And there are several truths that are revealed in these verses. These are truths, well, truths that we can live by. They're truths that teach us about the relationship that we are to have with a holy God. Truths that tell us who Christ is and why He came. Truths that, if you allow it, will transform your life. Let's read together. Read with me silently as I read the Scripture. John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was the life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, The world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who receive him, to those who believe in the name of Jesus, he gave the right to become the children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh. And made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only who came from the Father. Full of grace and truth. A baby changes everything. The most important decision we ever made was to follow Jesus Christ. This baby Jesus has changed our lives dramatically for the good. A baby changes everything. But our children also changed our lives. The first came as a daughter. Her name is Tyler. She was born in 1982 right here in Fort Wayne, Indiana at Parkview Hospital. We were youth pastors then from 80 to 83. Many of you know her as a baby. Many of you were here then when she was came into our lives. Later came Ryan. He was born in 1985. And uh, Ryan was born in Dayton, Ohio at Kettering Memorial Hospital. 
when they came into our lives, they changed our lives. They turned our world upside down. Day became night. Our sleeping patterns were dramatically changed. Uh, you know, I was amazed at how much more garbage there was with children. <laughs> Just the sheer weight of, of disposable diapers is mind-boggling. Every week, they would have to go to the curb. Or just the fact that, you know, you had to safety-proof your home. At Lake Avenue, we had a uh, parsonage, and in the parsonage there at Lake Avenue, there was this corner fireplace. It was really cool. And yet it had this concrete arch around the bottom of it. Dangerous for children. So we had to figure out how to protect our daughter from injuring herself on the fireplace. Oh, we did that. And we, of course, we took the, you know, the wall sockets and little plugs and put them in the wall sockets and protected the house that way. There were cabinets that need to be childproofed. And so we childproofed our cabinets. We did everything that we could to protect our children. Because you see, a child, a baby changes everything. Well, our children are grown now. Ryan is in the service this morning. And, uh, he is a graduate of Olivet Nazarene University. Is, uh, graduated with a business degree and is uh, working in his field in marketing there in the Kankakee area. Our dialer, Tyler, is here in uh, Fort Wayne, and she's working uh, at, at Lincoln Financial. Uh, both are doing very well. She married our former children's pastor's son, Patrick Mahoney. And we have two grandchildren. Now, our house has been changed. You see, for a few months there, we had an empty nester's home. We converted the, ch- the children's room to guest rooms. Redecorated, remodeled, it was just beautiful. <laughs> and it was quiet for a period of time, and then Connor came into our lives. And once again, we began to baby-proof our home, and now our home has wall sockets. I think there's a picture of, of Connor and Aubrey. We have two. Uh, Connor and Aubrey came into our lives, and of course, we baby-proofed our home once again. Once again, there are plugs in the socket. Uh, the cabinets have been baby-proofed, and, and we're doing everything we can to protect the children. The guest closet, which was reserved for guest coats, is now a toy closet. Maul's house is one of those places the children love to come. And she has taken, rearranged her whole schedule so that she can spend one day a week. She works four 10-hour days so she can be home on Tuesday with Connor and Aubrey. It's her favorite day of the week. We, we love these two little children. We've talked amongst ourselves, and Debbie and I have decided that we have the cutest grandbabies in the church. <laughs> now, the Howies would probably disagree with me, I think I have a picture of uh, Caleb and Jacob. (laughs) And we prayed as a family, as a church family, for these two boys. You see, uh, Mike and and Heather decided to adopt. And so they began to explore that and look for how that would happen. And, And God, in his timing, provided these two precious boys. And they've melted our hearts. I remember... Some of the delays as they went to get Jacob. And, uh, and when Jacob finally got here, I saw him in the hallway of the church and I, and I knelt down to say hi to him and he came and he threw his arms around me. It just melted my heart. You see, a baby changes everything. If you look on your bulletin this morning, you'll see that, uh, in the front of the bulletin, there's a picture of Mary and Joseph and, and two shepherds and a baby. 
Well, Mary is Jill Riggins, and Joseph is Scott Riggins, and the two shepherds are their older boys, and the youngest is the baby. Our missionary family to Papua New Guinea. Babies change your life. When the baby Jesus came into our world, He changed everything. We expected Him to come as an earthly king, but instead He came as a babe in a manger. He did not show up in a palace, but instead, most likely a cave in, in, a, in, a, in a cut-out manger, probably made of stone. We can only speculate what it really looked like. But we know His beginning was a humble one. He did not come as a man fully grown, as a king, as many expected, but a babe. And this baby Jesus has turned our world upside down. He said, I have not come to serve, but to be served. Not to, not to be served, but to serve. In my kingdom, the last shall be first, and the first shall be last. A baby changes everything. You see, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John proclaim the life and the work of Jesus Christ. There we find His story on every page. But the entire Bible, from Genesis through Revelations, has Jesus from its, as its main subject. There are prophetic messages concerning His birth, His life, His suffering, His death, and His resurrection. Jesus is held forth in these prophetic utterances throughout the pages of the Bible because He is all that we need. He is the sum and the substance of all theology. Jesus Christ is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. It is in Christ and Christ alone that our relationships as believers ought to be centered. You see, a baby changes everything. In these verses, in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, we learn a little bit about the supremacy of Christ. You see, He is God over us. Let's look at those verses together. Verses 1, 2, and 3. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. We see here the fact that Christ is God over us. The picture we have here is the pre-incarnate Christ. John calls Him the Word. And indeed, He is the perfect revelation of who God is to us. Christ the Word was with God and was God. It's essential to our theology. It's essential to our faith to understand that Christ was God. John makes it very clear for us. The baby Jesus we worship at Christmas is not a mere mortal baby, but He is God. This picture of the baby Jesus in the manger is a picture of God becoming man. Before Christ came to the manger, He existed in eternity as God. Matter of fact, if you look at verse 3, you'll see, and all things came together, all things came into being by Him. He is the Creator God. Everything that we have, everything that we understand, everything comes from Him. He is the Creator God. You see, that means that He is omnipotent, omniscient, 
omnipresent. He knows everything about you. He has numbered the hairs upon your head. And He loves you anyway. God loves you so much that He sent His one and only Son to die for you. He loves you. He knows what you do, not just on Sunday, but Monday through Saturday. He knows what you do in the light as well as what you do in the dark. He is God. You see, the baby Jesus came into our world to change our world. And a baby, if you will allow him, will change everything. He will change the trajectory of your life. He will give you the future and the hope that he intended for you to have. You must just be obedient to his call upon your life. He is God over us. The bottom line is, He is Lord. He is the God to whom our worship is due. Second thought found in verses 4 and 5 of, first, of John 1 is this. Christ is our advocate. He is God for us. Look at those verses. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. We see here Christ as our advocate. He is for us. He came to earth for you. He came to earth for me. We see in Christmas just how much God is for us. In the birth of Jesus, we see God being made a man. And the whole reason He was made a man was so that He could die on a cross for you and for me. So he could take the sins of the world upon his shoulders and pay the price for you and for me. God is for us. He is not only over us, but he is for us. He is our advocate. He speaks to the Father in our defense, but we must accept him as our Savior and Lord. John 3:16 and 17. This is such a simple message this morning. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. John also says that the light shines in the darkness. Christ has come to dispel the darkness in your life. Christ, the light of the world, came to shine upon men. He did not wait for us to come to Him. No, He comes to us. And He's knocking even now. And He knocks at our hearts. But we must acknowledge Him. He will not open the door. We must invite Him in. Revelations 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. You see, it's the desire of the Father to have a relationship with us. It's the desire of the Son to have a relationship with us. That's why Christ came. So that He might have a relationship with you. So that He might dispel the darkness in your life. Darkness is defined as the absence of light. In Genesis 1, we clearly see the concept. In verse 1, God created the heavens and the earth. And in verse 2, darkness covered it all. Then God created light. From that point forward, everything was different. After the sin in the garden, darkness invaded the hearts 
of mankind. But Christ came to dispel the darkness. You see, a baby changes everything. And He came to dispel the darkness in your life. Romans 5.8 says this, But God demonstrates His love for us in this, While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still in our sin, Christ died for us. You see, He has come to dispel the darkness in your life. He's come to give you a future and a hope. He has come for a purpose. A baby changes everything. You see, the gift of Christmas is not the gifts that we receive around a tree. It's the gift of Jesus. For He has come to give you life. and give you life to its full. John 10 says, I have come that you might have life and have it to its full. That's the purpose of the baby in the manger. So that we might be the redeemed. So that we might live for Him and have a purpose and direction for life. The third thought. God is over us. God is for us. Finally, Christ, Christ is over us. Christ is for us. Finally, Christ is with us. Drop all the way down to that 14th verse. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory. The glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Here we find another incarnational truth in this verse 14. It is that God is with us. John reveals Him as the Word made flesh. In the Incarnation, Jesus clothed Himself with human flesh and came to live among us. God is with us. In the book of Philippians, chapter 2, verse 7, there's a beautiful account of how Jesus humbled Himself and came to earth putting on human flesh. Verse 7 says, But He made Himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Jesus humbled Himself. He denied Himself all of His privilege. He was God, Creator God. And He comes to us. Do you get this? Do you get this simple truth? Does it change your life? It ought to transform you to become all that God has created you to be. You see, it is revolutionary. It should change you. It should change the trajectory of your life. It should turn you around 100 degrees. You see, we walk in darkness. It's our nature. Until we accept the free gift of Jesus Christ and we begin to walk in the light that He provides us one step at a time. You see, it's such a simple Truth that a baby, if you will allow him, changes everything. Jesus humbled himself by laying aside his privilege and coming to this earth to walk among us. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. On that special night, nearly 2,000 years ago, in the little town of Bethlehem, a pregnant woman and her husband were turned away from an inn. A census was being taken and the place was full. They found shelter in a humble surroundings. And Christ was placed in a manger. God became man. He came that first Christmas because He was God. He came because, well, He loves you. 
He loves you. He came because he wanted to be with, wanted you to be his. That's what Christmas is really all about. If a person is to become all that God has created him to be, there must be a radical change that takes place. We, we call it conversion. Paul says it like this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the, the new has come. You see, we turn from darkness and we begin to walk in the light. The old is gone, the new has come. Lord, you are my master. You are my king. This word creation literally means metamorphosis. Many of us understand this term metamorphosis as a butter, as a caterpillar becoming a butterfly or a tadpole becoming a bullfrog. It's a radical change. Christ wants to, for you to be radically changed for the kingdom. It's an experience of no longer being conformed to the patterns of this world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. We describe conversion as a radical change of heart and mind, a, a total reversal of course, a new direction, a course of a divine call, becoming all that God has created you to be. You see, Christ has come to dispel the darkness. He's come to give you a future and a hope. To become, to help you to become the person that He has created you to be. While it's true that a babe in a manger can change everything, it will never change unless you accept the free gift. There are many in this room who this year have accepted Christ as their Savior and Lord. In a few moments, we're going to open the altar. And I would like, if you've made a commitment to Christ this year, just to come around the altar and thank the Lord for what He's done in your life. There are others who just simply want to come and say, Lord, I am so grateful for the gift of Jesus. For a baby changes everything. And still there are others that may say, you know, I've never accepted Christ. And I'm tired of walking in darkness. And I want to accept this Christmas, 2009, the beginning of 2010 shortly, this new beginning, this fresh start that God has bought for me through His Son, Jesus Christ. Today could be your day of salvation. A day of radical change where you stop walking in darkness and begin walking in the light. We're going to close this way. This week, as I was looking for illustrations, I'd already written the title of my message, A Baby Changes Everything. And I'm looking for how babies change our lives. I ran across a song by Faith Hill that uh, came out last December in 2008. And it's entitled, A Baby Changes Everything. I'd never heard it before until Wednesday. I also watched uh, the video, The Nativity, uh, this Christmas season, and, and we've combined these two. I want you to watch that. And at the conclusion of the video, and at the conclusion of the song, we're going to play just the piano alone. And if the Lord speaks to you, and you want to accept Christ, or if you made a commitment to Him this year, and you just want to make that profession of faith, and just thank the Lord for what He's doing in your life, and this change of direction that's happening, 
or if you've been walking with him for a long time and you just want to take a few moments to, to pray with me to end up this year, the altars will be open. Let's watch the video together.